Hi, I'm Jill Filipovich from jill.substack.com, and welcome to the Week in Women, a quick rundown of the week's women's rights news from around the world from me and my lovely researcher and co-author, Tamar Eisen. I'm also experimenting with something new this week, which is doing the Week in Women as a podcast, newsletter, and a voiceover along with this newsletter. So if you prefer to listen rather than read, you can get The Week in Women wherever you get your podcasts or you can listen below. And a reminder that paid subscribers to jill.substack.com get The Week in Women early. So if that's you, thank you for subscribing. I hope you enjoy. And if that's not you and you want The Week in Women in your inbox as soon as it's published, consider upgrading to a paid subscription. Iran may be shutting down its morality police, or maybe not. The New York Times is reporting that an Iranian official said that the nation is closing down the hated police force, but the Iranian government hasn't confirmed the story. And there are some indications that actually, no, the morality police will stay in business. Whatever the case, the government is still enforcing the mandatory hijab law, that was the pretext for the detention of Masa Amini, the 22-year-old girl who was killed while in police custody. Amini's death kicked off the months-long women life freedom protests that have been roiling the country and that much of the world hopes will take down this vicious regime. France's National Assembly passed a proposal to enshrine abortion rights into the country's constitution in direct response to the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. The bill will still have to go through a complex legislative process and could face opposition in the Senate. But France is one of many nations worldwide that have tried to expand abortion access in recent years. Only a handful have made their abortion laws more restrictive, and nearly to a one, those restrictions have come along with broader national shifts toward authoritarianism, including, unfortunately, in the United States. In Senegal, a male MP hit a female MP in the face during a tense budget presentation. Feminist activists in Senegal are calling out the attack, particularly as it coincided with the week of campaigns to end violence against women. The slap kicked off a brawl as the woman defended herself. Afghan women activists are secretly building networks to support vulnerable Afghan women who have faced increased marginalization since the Taliban rose to power in 2021. The return of the Taliban has been brutal on Afghan women and girls who are now barred from higher education, many jobs, and public life more broadly. And so some brave activists are forming secret networks to create safe spaces for women and to promote democracy and human rights. Thousands of women protested across Spain last week to demand an end to violence against women. These protests followed news that many men had had their prison sentences reduced as a result of a loophole in a new law on sexual abuse. Polish women are also fed up with misogyny and male violence. Hundreds gathered outside of the Polish ruling party's leader's house to protest his policies and comments that have diminished women's rights. The ruling law and justice party pushed for a near total ban on abortion in Poland, and the country's constitutional court, which at this point is basically an arm of the right-wing government, 
enshrined it into law. It went into effect last year to devastating results. When the Supreme Court overruled Roe versus Wade, feminist and data privacy groups warned that Google's data and location gathering processes could put women at risk. Now, new research shows that the way Google stores location and personal data has remained unchanged, despite pledges from the company that they would create new policies to protect people's abortion-related data. Google had promised to delete quote-unquote personal location searches, including medical facilities like counseling centers, domestic violence shelters, abortion clinics, fertility centers, addiction treatment facilities, weight loss clinics, cosmetic surgery clinics. But according to reporting in The Guardian, a tech advocacy group, quote, found that searches for directions to abortion clinics on Google Maps, as well as the routes taken to visit two Planned Parenthood locations, were stored in their Google activity timeline for weeks after it occurred. At the time of this article's publication, the information was still stored and available at myactivity.google.com. Remember the story of the 10-year-old rape victim from Ohio who had to travel to Indiana for a safe abortion? And remember how a bunch of bad-faith right-wing actors denied that she even existed? Now, Indiana's attorney general has asked the state medical board to discipline Dr. Caitlin Bernard, the OBGYN who helped this traumatized child end a pregnancy that could have killed her. The attorney general, Todd Royka, has spent months going after Dr. Bernard. And he's failed because she didn't do anything wrong or illegal. But as I wrote uh, in this newsletter last week, this is part of a broader effort to shut down abortion storytelling and to prevent doctors from talking about what happens when abortion bans go into effect. And that's it for the week in women. Thanks again for listening. And remember, you can subscribe, read more, and hear more at jill.substack.com.